when the pick of destiny was released it was a bomb Run for a second. That's totally fine. You're totally fine. Thank you. What the fuck was that? She turned into a zombie. That's a song from Evil Dead the Musical. That was the intro to this episode. Welcome back, everyone. My name's Jacob. You fucked hard. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, I'm Forrest. Hi. Oh, and I think that was that was great. I'm gonna leave that in too. Yes, so do it. That was amazing. I'm gonna leave that in the wah 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 or whatever you did. That was a lame way to get out of your intro. It, it was totally a lame way, but I'm funny for it. That, so that was amazing. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, so welcome back. We appreciate you for listening. Uh, this will be my episode, well, one that I picked anyway. Uh, today we will be talking about Tenacious D and the pick or in the pick of destiny. Uh, some pack of destiny child. Yeah, destiny child. I just got that too. Yeah. <laughs> it took me so long to get that, and I just got it not too long ago. Um, but this is something that's near and dear to my heart as a child. Um, I remember going and seeing this one in theaters with my mom because she went and saw any movie I wanted. Love you, mom. <laughs> yeah, and then you you saw things like um, Stay Alive, and this a little bit of different quality. And AVP. AVP I saw with Forrest. Yeah. Anyway, this movie, it's it's a chronicling, if I'm pronouncing that right. It's, Just chronicle. It's, it's, it's a chronic. It's a chronicling of how the best band in the world, Tenacious D, formed. And it's a true story. Everything that happened in this movie is factual. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this This was a... This was a Jack Black like little love project. It was something that he wanted to do because um, Tenacious D actually started as a TV show back back in the late '90s on HBO. It was a six it was a six episode run series, and it was super quick too. Um, and that was also it was similar in the vein to the film of how Tenacious D got their start, and they were playing little bar shows and everything. And yeah. This was this was Jack Black's little love child that didn't do so hot. And you know, it's funny you mention that, Jacob, because that reminds me a lot of one of my more favorite movies, which is very much in the same vein, which is Wayne's World. That's kind of mm-hmm. like the same idea, you know, as Wayne's World is you know David Carvey and and Michael Myers and them doing those little bit characters and everything on SNL, and then uh, they turned it into a movie and kind of what this thing is too but wayne's world was way more successful than this one yeah well it means wayne's world i mean come on exactly (laughs) the 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 hbo show actually was more popular and well received than the movie was surprisingly enough yeah surprise i i think it was two polls ago i tried to get history of future folk in for one of our selections. I was unsuccessful, but it's very similar to Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny, where it's a chronicling, true-slash-fake, 
history uh, get-together of a real band with a faux pas backstory. But theirs is that they are space aliens with buckets for helmets. But this film was directed by <laughs> Liam Lynch. He's good friends with Kyle Gass and Jack Black. He's done a lot of music videos for actually some of my favorite bands, mm-hmm. Queens of the Stone Age, Eagles of Death Metal. Um, he's actually wrote the music for MTV's Clone High, which was a guilty pleasure of mine that I tried to rewatch in my house a uh, few months back, and I was told to turn it off because it was trash. I don't recall that one. It was basically important figures in history, and they were cloned by an evil scientist and then put into a high school. So you had JFK in high school with Joan of Arc and Abe Lincoln in their teenage years uh, with Gandhi, who was a sex maniac. And it was was great. And Joan of Arc was like a big titty goth girl. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I loved the show. The show was great, but... I was, and Liam Lynch directed that one, you said? He did the music. He did the music, it, excuse it, me. The music, they, they brought in a whole lot of artists and songs from the 90s generation of pop punk. So it had a great soundtrack to it. It, 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 it is very definitive in my love for TV back in the day. So first, what you just described right there was probably one of the most quintessential force things you've ever said in our friendship. Uh-oh. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. That That is like a, a perfect definition of saying that force would like. <laughs> Not bad or good. It's just like that right there is force wrapped in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, going back to this director, though, Liam Lynch. So I did a little bit of research on him, too. And something I found was interesting is he's only directed one other feature film, which is The School of Rock, which was a film that came out a couple of years before, which also starred Jack Black. So It was much less painful. I loved did that Did he movie. direct yes. that one? I he thought directed Mike... School of Rock. Mm-hmm. I did he was he a writer. Wrote... I oh, thought cool. he only wrote on that one. I thought Mike White directed mm, that one. Maybe I might have misread that, but he had an influence on School of Rock. So don't quote me on that. I only <laughs> am as good as the things I look up online. Uh, and uh, he also does have a very big connection overall with Tenacious D. He's done a bunch of other Tenacious D stuff as well, whether yep. he's redirected. And also Weird Owl as well. Oh, that's so, great. So this guy seems to be kind of fitted in that like alternative subversive comedic style music if you oh, will absolutely. which i thought was interesting and, and i love weird owl i'm not as big of a tenacious d fan as these two guys are i do definitely like tenacious d but jack black's kind of on the cusp for me at times he's sometimes a little bit too far out there in, in my opinion which is weird because i absolutely love weird owl i think it's just because weird Owl's a little bit more clever uh anyway other actors and actresses that were in this film was, like we said, Jack Black and Kyle Gass, which are the two band members of Tenacious D. You've Jables also, and Cage. Yes, you've also got Meatloaf, which is, oh, <laughs> I love Meatloaf so much. The Both, singer. The, the singer and the food. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was his first singing performance in a movie since Rocky Horror yeah, Picture and Show. Yeah, he specifically oh, yes. was, try, was afraid to come into this film because he did not want to be continued to be pinned in with really cheesy, horrible uh, B-movies. Because if you know anything about Meatloaf, he has not a very successful film career as an actor. He starred in some really bad stuff like Blood Rain. Move on from that. And then Dio himself shows yep. in this film. And there are uh, also you've got Ben Stiller in kind of a supporting role that was very entertaining. And then Tim Robbins, 
which one of the things that made me crack up about Tim Robbins is he is well known, of course, as being the, one of the main characters in the Shawshank Redemption along with her stuff. And one of the things that I love in the Shawshank Redemption is they constantly have to pay, they constantly have to film Tim Robbins, that film in a way to show that he is not this massively huge, tall Atlas man to continue to portray in that film that he's a small meat character, which I thought is hilarious. And then in this film, they just said, fuck it, no, we're just going to film all however six foot five gloriousness he's in or however tall he is. He's a gigantic monster in this film. He is huge. Um, Some, and I just, I want to point out that um, Dio and uh, Meatloaf are only in this movie for a little bit. Yeah. Minor roles. They're, they're minor roles. It's the opening song, which is glorious. Yeah. I I just didn't want like that be said. And then someone's like, Oh my God, they're starring in this whole movie. I need to go see it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to throw that out there. I wanted to, keep that in there Go ahead. other minor com- uh, reference as well since i was referencing wayne's world meatloaf was in wayne's world as well Oh shit. another very minor minor bit role he doesn't sing anything <laughs> but since we're talking about wayne's world he's in that too moving on wayne's world <laughs> party time excellent so before uh, I, I, the the crux of what I want to talk about and the movie aspect of it, we'll talk about in the second half. I just want to give some love to the music of this film. Mm-hmm. At first, it's it's all well. Aside from the aside from one scene, it's all original music that Jack Black, Kyle Gass wrote. Um, and it's actually funny enough. There, there's a song that they play. It was their. The history of Tenacious D. That's a reference. That that whole thing is a reference from the TV show. So they they played the bar scene from the almost verbatim from the TV show. So that was a nice little plug there. But anyway, the music of it is is fantastic because you have people like Dio, because you have people like Meatloaf, because you have people like Dave Grohl who also contributed uh, some singing, some drums to it, and. John Spiker, bass guitar. John Koneski, who played lead electric guitar. As a musician myself, I haven't played for a while, but anyway, as a musician myself, I just, I appreciate the hell out of the music and the effort that was put towards the music of this film. The movie, but the music, the music and the effort that was put towards it was great. And it's actually something that I get upset about Jack Black is because I think Jack Black is a very talented singer and musician, and it ver- it very much upsets me that he doesn't try to write serious music. I watched an interview with him that said that he he has tried, he can't. It always sounds too corny and cheesy, but then he makes stuff like that. Anyway, it's just it's such a testament to his musicianship. And despite what you think about Jack Black, you can't deny his talent in music. I totally agree. The music to this for me elevated the movie out of a garbage pail i i enjoyed the music besides one song but even that one song a lot of people can find energetic if not enjoyable the the front man nature of jack black is just so catchy it is really hard not to like him and anything that he's done whether it's kung fu panda to shallow howl um even um Oh, God, what is that record store uh, movie that he was in? High Fidelity. That oh. movie? A small supporting role in that? He was fantastic. It is hard for me not to see Jack Black film and not smile anytime I see him. I enjoy him. 
the music is creative. It doesn't always hit the right note. And I think Ian said this really, really well um, when we were finishing up the movies, that the music is fun to watch, but it's not an album that I would go out and listen to on Spotify. Like, the music is heavily influenced by its visuals and seeing the character of Jack Black on film. So I enjoy that. That, that, that to me, is the reason why I'm able to stomach this film. Stomach it. Oof. Since you're talking about Jack Black, I, I just had to look it up really quick because I couldn't remember the leading role uh, character. But you want to see Jack Black in a more serious film, minor role, but uh, it's an interesting film. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's called The Jackal which stars uh, Bruce Willis, Richard Greer, and then uh, Jack Black's in kind of a bit role. But he does play a serious character, and he gets his arm blown off in oh, extremely sure. glor- gory, glorious detail along other nasty things. But since we're just talking about him in, in other roles, and, and I, I agree with you, Jacob, regarding Jack Black. I, I do like Jack Black a lot, and I definitely recognize his music. Is He is a very talented musician. And, you know, we've talked about this before. I, I know we talked about this in... Um, Oh God! What was that movie reviewed in season? Pure luck, pure luck, mm. and and how you talked a lot in that season in regards to one of your pet peeves is musicians and films not playing music properly. You brought that up in Jack Frost mm-hmm. as well, and I believe you also mentioned that in Streets of Fire. Is that's not something I look for myself because I just don't have the knowledge for it. Versus that is something that you do. So. I guess what I'm going for with this is is if you are a big musician, music fan like Jacob, and you have some musician talents, which I don't, you might get more out of this film than I might. I definitely enjoyed this film, but I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Jacob did due to the fact that I just don't really care as much, to be totally honest, about mm-hmm. certain things like that. I love music, but I'm not the big technical person. Just just like Jacob and Forrest probably wouldn't give two shits about the historical accuracy of things and then war films, because that's something I find more value. So just different strokes for different folks, if you will. Hey, hey, strokes. Um, some of you may be thinking, well, what is this movie about? You haven't talked about the synops. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Well, there's not much. Um, Jack Black, he's looking for a, a pal to have an awesome, righteous band to. And so he finds that in Calgas. And then they're like, well, we're not as good as we thought. What else do we need? We need help from this pick of destiny. And so they seek out this pick that's hopefully going to give them righteous powers. Which is apparently a tooth from a devil during some from ancient... The devil. Some ancient gobbledygook story. It doesn't matter. The point being is, is the pick has demon powers and they're going to steal us so they can become the best band in the world. All right. We'll see you after this commercial break. Beauties, I love you. Bye. And we're back. Welcome to part two of Today's She's D in the Pick of Destiny. Child. So uh, now that we're into spoilers, I want to talk about a few things that I did enjoy in the film that I thought were, were pretty cute. And because this film was so simple in that story and a lot of it was basically focused on the music, there's not too much I personally can bite into beyond things I thought were clever or just kind of cute in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those things and I'll just go through a couple of them in terms of structure. I thought it was cute that literally at the literal midpoint of the film, when they start on their road trip to go to pick a destiny. So literally we're like, it's like an hour and a half films at the 45 minute mark. They stop at a cafe and the cafe is called the halfway house cafe. I thought that was funny. That was clever. And I like little things like that. 
Uh, they make a Clockwork Orange reference in this film, which I thought was so random and weird. Is at the beginning of the film, Jack Black is because he, he's in, he's out of LA and everything, and he's trying to find his destiny. And then he meets uh, Kyle Gas, and Kyle Gas blows him off, and then therefore he's sleeping basically on a park bench in the middle of nowhere. And a gang comes up and attacks him, and the gang is literally dressed, set up like the Clockwork Orange gang. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Clockwork Orange reference? I just thought that was kind of funny because like, hey, references, and it was actually kind of a clever one. I did like the usage of tarot cards to kind of demonstrate the chapters in the story, if you will, mm-hmm. where they took like traditional tarot card structure. It reminded me of um, uh, my Python, the Holy Grail. Yeah. In, in some oh, yeah. Ways. So, you know, it kind of, kind of reminded me of that. So I thought that was kind of cute. The things like that made me chuckle a little bit inside. <clears throat> oh boy. Yes, I did not forced. like this film. Oh no. I, I talked about in the first half of this that I enjoyed the music. The music brought this out of the ship heap. The shit shit heap? Piling of burning garbage. The story to this was bullshit in my opinion. I, I, I didn't find it funny. I thought it was dull. When it wasn't fueled by music, the moments between our characters and the plot was cringy and boring. And that is a huge detriment to a movie fueled by Jack Black goodness it should not be that boring when you get out of the songs when it is just him and kyle gas in their apartment in the first half of the film it has this interesting dynamic that i didn't really care for that jack black viewed kyle gas as this golden adonis love child that uh, was going to teach him how to be a golden rocker and then all of a sudden jack black realizes that Kyle Gass isn't who he says he is, and then their dynamic completely and totally shifts. It wasn't a character moment. It was just a gag that went on too long. Mm. And that was boring, and that wasn't funny, and it was just... I didn't get it. And maybe this isn't my kind of humor. I'm not a huge person for comedy-fueled films. But if it has music and it's good music, usually that does it for me. This didn't, especially that stupid Sasquatch song. Okay, I'm done. I, I just a quick little aside, and you can go, Jacob. Y- y- your reference of a golden Adonis love child that was hilarious and amazing, and I might have to save that for later. So, I I think I know why this movie was so bleh at times because I can agree. I I don't think it was as bad as Forrest. As Forrest is just really judgy sometimes, and we can all I'm be flick you in the temple, um, robot jocks. Oh, yeah, that and, fucking and, and, heap trash of a film. And, 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 we and all I'll, have take, I'll take responsibility for Shin Godzilla. Also, just a total plug here: <gasps> around the time that this comes out, if you have not subscribed to our Patreon, you might want to consider it because I have uh, posted at least at the time this episode will have come out. I will have posted a in-depth review of the latest crazy jump that forces convinced me to do, which involves Godzilla, and therefore a lot of my opinions involving Shin Godzilla may not apply. So, if you're interested to see how I basically wipe the egg off my face you should consider giving us five dollars a month so friends when your mom says if your friends were to jump off a bridge would you yeah yeah you should especially if it's godzilla related what okay no don't encourage people to jump off bridges if it's a small bridge into maybe like a deep like river that could be fun (laughs) i will fully encourage people to watch the godzilla films at least the first 15 i saw yeah oh god yeah i did it anyway anyway any waham any whom. Um, I think the reason why 
that this film bombed as to is in comparison why their TV show did so well. I, I watched I watched a couple episodes of the TV show. That's a it's a very quick structure format. It's it's so do you remember how SpongeBob was structured? An episode of SpongeBob was two 15 minute episodes within one 30 minute segment. Yeah. So that's how their classic cartoons. Were that's, like that. that's how their show was structured. It was two quick 15 minute things. And it was some, it was some really goofy stuff too. Like it was, it was the, the one ep- I, I or the couple episodes I watched were actually a lot goofier than the entirety of the film, which was weird. I'm surprised they didn't lean more towards the goof, but there was like fly they were flying and doing ninja stuff in the middle of the street, like fat man ninjas. It was really, it, that part was fun. He would, he punched through a wall and there was a light coming through into the, it, like into, and he was like looking through like, Oh, it was, but I don't think that that type of format translated well to a fe- feature length film. And I don't think that they knew what to properly do within the like in the spaces that they were trying to fill with their like that weren't the goofy moments. They were trying to fill that space, and it just didn't always translate well. I think a good point to put on that would be these guys do well in small doses. <laughs> like I mean, when you're able to have them focus on small fifteen minute increments, I can definitely see that there's golden nuggets of hilarity when you have them or allow them to run amok in a feature film like this i think this Mm. is one of the few few moments where i would say that if there was a steadier hand behind the the screen that reined in some of the the minds on this it would have felt a little tighter and would have come off less mix of a bag well, to both your points, and, and as we talk, I've just come to realize more and more that I can very much compare this film to Wayne's World and why one was successful and one was really not. Because in a lot of ways, these films are at their heart more or less very much the same, if you really think about it. And I think the big difference is, is like you're talking about, Jacob, Tenacious D on the TV show, it was small bites, small bite-sized mm-hmm. chunks, right? I feel like this film, because I, I agree with Force to an extent, I didn't hate this film, but I did find the plot and just the overall story rather dull. To be totally yeah. frank, I mean, the music and the gags were cute, but that's my point, is is the gags, right? Well, you can't just keep on running on the same gag. You know, sooner or later things get stale or it just gets too much or it just is like, isn't this crazy, man? Hangover. Uh, so when you do that through an entire feature-length film, it, it does get boring and old. The reason why I think Wayne's World works so well doing kind of the same thing is if you really think about the structure of Wayne's World, it's basically a large interconnected series of vignettes, right? Is all the scenes are kind of in their own way, just like the original structure of Wayne's World, which was small, short gags, and then they're done and they move on. And that is very much what Wayne's World 1 and 2 is about. It's loosely connected by an overarching plot, but overall, every single gag kind of stands on its own and i don't think tenacious d did that and i think that's the big difference is it was more like we're going to take this overall story and that's our skill destruction we're going to try and hang a bunch of jokes on them but all the jokes are also kind of interconnected and all of them are more or less kind of the same joke as we're a bunch of not really good musicians and we think we're awesome and then we're going to hang this around this plot about getting a, a pick of destiny which ultimately doesn't really matter because it turns out that they're awesome anyways and they defeat the devil 
after like the true power is within all along yeah it got real weird i i don't know i i liked i thought that that was that that was kind of i thought that that was funny though the at least the the sort of setup for that and then trying to find the pick where where they go into the guitar store or the music store and they're like hey we need to talk to someone and we're trying to find this pick and then it's ben stiller with really long luxurious hair taking them into a back into the back room into a closet <laughs> and explain to them the lore of this pick of death like i thought that that was that part in particular like there's there's moments in this film where i thought that were really good and i just wish that they would have maybe expanded on that or or uh tucked into that style of storytelling a little bit more yeah and, and to your point right there that's exactly what i'm getting at is is i don't have an issue so much with that because I, I like goofy stuff i mean that's totally fine but then you have to, and I talk about this all the time, is you have to have that, those characters, right? And the, like Forrest was talking about, the character development, it wasn't really there in my opinion for that to make sense. Like, oh, the power of our of our music was inside us all the time. I didn't really get that from the film. I felt like they were just a bunch of, you know, burner guys that they're like, oh, we're just going to smoke a bunch of marijuana all the time and, and, and play music and all that. And, you know, we think we're awesome. We're really not. And then suddenly they just realize it, but there's not really any reason why they realize it other than just it's the end of the movie and therefore now we suddenly have to be awesome after doing all this nonsense. And I think that was the problem is it was like there wasn't really a good, there wasn't a good character arc development. At the end of the day, they were still kind of the exact same as they were from before. They didn't really grow at all. It was just them going on this adventure with a bunch of nonsense and things just happen. Yep. I mean, I, I like that they I never. Think that ended... was the point, though. Go ahead. No, right. and, and I can understand that. I guess it just didn't work with me at the end. Mm-hmm. I I like that they never got to use the pick in the end, um, and I agree with Ian that maybe that final scene would have had a little more gravitas if the whole the music is in us all along actually resonated through the film rather than us just trying to pick the cliche out of the cluttered mess that this was. The ending song, though, I want to say at least, I love. Beelzebos, that is mm-hmm. so much fun. It's probably one of my most viewed videos on YouTube because when I was in college and I had to take breaks of momentary collapse when I was trying to study for my exams, is I would watch stupid music videos. That was one of the few music videos that I watched quite a bit because it was fun to watch. It was quick, had a lot of energy to it, and then it really meant nothing. Um, There was golden nuggets in this film, and I don't know if there's too much else I can say. There was quips and um, lines that I thought were funny, like the beginning um, jock on THX, the sound kind of development where it had the the logo, and instead of seeing THX with the whole your soul vibrates, it had THC and says the audience is baking and a bunch of people coughing. That's that was fucking funny. That was great. That was a little cute gag. And yeah. and then we get to the scene where Jack Black is on mushrooms and he okay. is hanging out with I'm gonna Jason argue. Riley Sasquatch. Mm. You can argue. I'm, I will. I'm arguing that that is a hilarious scene for the pure and simple fact. Let, uh, hear me out. Hear me you out. You didn't even let me finish. Hear me out. It was funny if it was a segment on its own but it was stuffed into a movie where it didn't need to be jacob you're right and I no can agree i'm left-handed the, I, I you know ag- this I can, i'm gonna flick you in the temple do it get over here you. i'm gonna flick you because if i get you away from the, the the mic at least you won't be talking about how much you like this scene i did like the scene because 
at least from a comedy aspect, you can't deny that from a comedy aspect, that scene was funny because they're show it's showing him what he's seeing, right? Sure, it, as many films do. It's showing what he is seeing. Mm-hmm. You were correct. And then, you were not wrong. But it is showing us then what is actually happening, where he's and going. A lot of he's going do. to. You were yes, correct. Yes, but that. Does, still does not take away from the fact that it is a funny scene just because you have a hate boner for this specific <laughs> song does not take away from the fact that it was a well done com- comedic scene you, you messed up that phrase um actually that whole scene took away from the whole movie not the other way around that you're, you're saying that one scene took away from the entirety of the film yeah. him get, him getting high on mushrooms uh, there wasn't a whole lot of momentum in this film <laughs> but when the movie stops to have a a a random scene about yeah. Jack Black was being it? the son to J.C. Riley's Bigfoot, and then he's like, "I love you, Papa. He will protect me." <laughs> Flying through the sky, I am not exaggerating. Those are the pretty close to the lyrics. Okay, did it need to be in the film? No, probably not. Yeah, you were did correct. Did it ruin it? No. Yes. No. Oh, you're saying you're, yes. You're wrong. Weird. Can you say it again? Yeah. Meat yes. bones. Meat oh. bones. Meat bones. <laughs> I thought it was a very well done comedic scene. Don't let Forrest hate boner for it. Take away, take away from it. I thought that the scene was do- well done comedically. Did it need to be in the movie? My yes, mic fell. Mike fell. My because mic fell. It also doesn't like what you're saying. It is not a hate boner. The boner it's a hate itself boner. was so enraged that it, it like engulfed and like collapsed on itself. Forrest, that Forrest, had like a, a hate Forrest, what, vagina. What are, what are you poking me with right now? It's my hate vagina. <laughs> I'm just saying, from a comedic aspect, it was a good scene. I'm going to declare a war on the second front here and, and say that I kind of love that scene, too. And ha. Forrest looks so betrayed. <coughs> ha. <coughs> that scene, because that, that scene went... The movie was dull, and then it went to, what on earth is this? And like it woke me up. I'm not going to say it's great. But it definitely gave me a oh my I'm not god! Say it's this great is either. where we're this is where we're going now. I'm kind of on board with this, as stupid as it is. And I guess to my point there is is that's really what this movie was for me. Is it was what is the next weird nonsense thing that's going to occur, which is amusing, mm. doesn't really stick with me, nor does it add a huge amount of value to the film. It made the film fun to watch. I'm not going to deny that. And, and ultimately, I think that's just kind of my overall point with, with Tenacious D is a lot of small things that made me laugh, you know, the, the, the mushroom stuff, the, the, the Moloku plus gang beating up Jack Black in the middle of L.A., Tim Robbins looking like Dracula with a Transylvanian accent and everything. And then uh, another one, too, that I thought was fun is at the very end with the car chase when the cops are chasing them and everything and the car's getting all fucked up and explodes and everything. I'm like, was that a Blues Brother reference? Like the movie's falling apart just like the Blues Brother car? Like, you know, little things like that I thought were fun. The the actual skeleton of the film was not strong enough to support the meat. Bones. Meat and bones. (laughs) It was like, this whole film was like a candy cigarette. I mean, you feel cool putting it to your lips, but you know it's just one one inch, one schmidge away from just being chalk. It is marketed chalk. (laughs) Alright, I'm done. Oh, okay. I think... (laughs) 
<laughs> this one's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because there's there's we you know there's not a whole bunch left to say on it. I want Forrest to go first though. Okay, so with grade. Watching this film, I I I told these guys I am going to have a hard time not saying tenacious D gets a <laughs> D from me. Watching the film, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to call this a C minus. Talking about the film. It makes me think this is a D plus. So I'm waffling between those two. Um, the only reason why it's not any lower than those two grades is because I generally did like the music and the energy of Jack Black and sometimes with Kyle Gass is entertaining. I like that they were able to make the film that they wanted to make. I just wish I didn't have to watch it so many times in my lifetime. Just give it the D, Forrest. A D plus for me. That's fine. You know you like giving the D. I do. Plus. Plus, plus, plus. What's the plus, you might ask? Well, it's Chili Achilles. You wake up in the morning. What's that smell? Breakfast nachos. You're welcome, baby. <laughs> um, so, obviously, I'm going to be a little bit more biased here. Um, I, I like the film from probably more of a nostalgic aspect. There... You know, despite the fact that the film itself wasn't a success, the music that was in the film, they actually, the Tenacious D, Jack Black and Kyle Gass still play when they're doing shows to this day. They've they've sold out Rockham Ring shows in Europe, and they've had European crowds singing their songs from this film to them with them. And there's a whole scene that they'll act out on stage with the, with the Beelzebub final boss fight and everything. Like, so, yes... The film is not fantastic, but it has made its mark on, you know, the world. Obviously, they can go across the sea and still have people singing their songs. And But as a film, yeah, it kind of falls flat in places. I'm not going to disagree with Forza, except for that one thing about the <laughs> Strawberry River. That's a funny comedic scene. Screw you. I love you, but screw you waving my finger at him as we, as I speak as I say this um it's it's a C plus film for me i i think the music raises it up a whole bunch um but yeah as a film it falls flat but it gets the plus for me just because of the music and as a creative music person myself i can't let that go and it needs to have that plus for me I was totally expecting you to give it something like a B, to be totally honest, Jacob. So I'm. I understand I'm that surprised. as a, I understand that as a film, it is lacking. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. I don't think it deserves as much hate as it's getting from one specific side of the fucking table. Yeah, but, geez, Ian. But but I understand that as a film, it is most definitely lacking. You can love something in real and acknowledge its faults. For it. <laughs> I'm going to give Tenacious D an A+. No, I'm just kidding. No. It's a C-. And the reason why I give it that is, without me repeating everything that's already been said, as an overall film, it is competent in what it is trying to achieve. It doesn't do anything that I consider particularly heinous, nor does it do anything that really blows my nuts, if you will. Um, <laughs> exploder. <laughs> massive explosions, yes. There's nothing that really blows my mind in this film. It, it, it's fine... It's got things that I don't like. I that's why the, where the minus comes in. You know, the music really makes up for a lot of it as well. The little comedic moments, but overall, from its structure standpoint, like what I think it was trying to accomplish, 
yeah, I keep on saying it, but I just can't not compare this to something like Wayne's World or, or History of Future Folk, which I have seen. It's been many years, but when Force mentioned it, that brought out memories. And those films do this kind of format a lot better than this one does, and therefore it's a, it's a C-. minus. I don't hate it. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. I don't feel like I wasted my time, though, either. Alrighty, so going into Studio Says, I made another joke with these guys that I was going to say Studio Says today was make this a better film. I'm not going to do that, but I got a great idea from Senor Bubala over here. If anyone remembers films such as Alvin and the Chipmunks meets Wolfman or Alvin and the Chipmunks meets Frankenstein, you also had Avid Costello meets the Wolfman or um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I would like to see these guys doing those style of films. I think that would have a whole lot of energy and maybe a little more interesting plot. So, you guys, I want you to make a few kind of quick ideas of films of Tenacious D meets Tenacious D meets Frankenstein. Go. Okay. Um, they, they need a good front man for their band, so their idea is to um, dig up a bunch of dead uh musicians right right and you put okay so you got the the arm of um oh god who was someone that was oh, dead the, the drummer the t- from uh rush what was his name neil pert yeah. he wasn't dead at the time no, he's make- dead now they well, killed he's, him. De- he's dead now okay fine they get neil pert's arms so he can play drum they get freddie mercury's vocal cords so he can sing like a god they get um and you chop off mick jagger's head because the man is still alive and yeah, and he's then so and then the now. neck grows its own body because Mick Jagger's not gonna die. <laughs> I know he's never gonna die, but then therefore you got Mick Jagger's wonderful, wonderful origami face. Yeah, it's a reference to a movie. Did yeah, know it's that a reference movie? to a movie hey. that you should maybe look up. That's called Rock and Roll. Yeah, yeah it is, babies. No oh, boy. Okay. Tenacious D meets Wolfman. Go. Ah, uh, boy. Um, so instead of the whole movie is a mushroom trip, instead of meeting Sasquatch, they meet the wolf man and, oh no, I got, I got an even better one to defeat the wolf man. They have to become the Sasquatch by ingesting the mushroom. (laughs) All right. Studio says no. They have to learn the ways of the squatch. (laughs) (laughs) They have to learn the ways of the squatch. And and then at the end it's this epic battle while the the song the metal is playing, and it's and it's and it's Jack Squatch versus the Wolfman. And we're moving on. Uh, And Kyle tenacious. And Kyle speak louder. And Kyle Gas is the moon (laughs) that turns him into the wolf. (laughs) Tenacious D meets because we're on this kick. Godzilla. Um. <laughs> so the whole Tenacious D movie pan- it plays out like it did, right? Did not miss a beat. At the end, when they get the BOD, the Bong of Destiny, Godzilla <laughs> comes in and kills all of them, and Forrest is a happy camper. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> Studio says that that's a green light. Forrest is riding on the shoulder of Godzilla going, there they are, kill them! They're the ones that made this abomination wait, wait, of a wait. film! So, so what you're saying is, is Forrest is Manila? Screw you, Forrest. Here's Fuck my you. fingers for you. Alright, next episode, you'll be hearing our lovely voices talking about a pick of mine. 
Not, not a pick of destiny. Not a pick of destiny. <laughs> Child, but mine. So you can either run or stay. I mean, you, you probably have uh, one opinion here or there. It is attack the block. Woo! John Boyega's uh, one of his first roles. Before he went into uh, Fraud the Wars. The only semi-interesting character in the new film series. Moving on. Anyway, <laughs> we will see you next time, guys. Love you. Thank Bye. you so much for Woo. rejecting these rejects. Woo.